0: A fighter that size couldn't get this deep into space on its own.
1: Must have gotten lost, been part
2: of a convoy or something. Well, he ain't gonna be around long enough to tell anybody about us. Look at him! He's heading towards that small moon! I think I can get him before he gets there. He's almost in range. That's no moon. It's a... red nose. It's too big to be a red nose.
1: I have a very bad feeling about this.
0: Yes, Chewie. It looks like the Emperor's unleashed the most destructive power in the galaxy. He's released the clowns. God damn it.
2: Oh, no! (laughs) There goes my timeshare.
0: Good evening. I'm Lionel Huffman, your local representative of Huawei, and I'm here to clear up some of the kerfluffles surrounding our company. Here at Huawei, we like to do things our way. We call it the Huawei way. But what is the Huawei way, I hear you say? Well, it's simple. Fair pay, fair play, make hay, and don't delay till tomorrow what you can do today. Okay? Okay. Yes, these simple rules run through the whole company. From Mandalay to Calais and Norway to Anway, the Huawei way is our mainstay. You'll even find it in the USA, from Monterey to Green Bay. But not in Duluth, for obvious reasons. Now, not everyone likes our way. Some say nay to Huawei. They say that our way will lead to decay. That we are like a roue despoiling a young protege because we're under the Chinese government's sway and we have to obey. This assay causes us no dismay, and we simply gainsay such hearsay as Utre, For while our way might seem recherche to those who aren't au fait with the Huawei way, the positives of our way, though sometimes risque, far outweigh the negatives. And though this might seem something of a cliché, we must not be blase about our way, but live it every day. That's the way we at Huawei get through this cabaret that we call life. So ends this communique. And the takeaway? That's simple. It's Huawei or the highway. Good night. Release the cleanse.
3: Here we are.
4: Oh, goody. Breakfast. (coughs) Ah, Kedgery. How glorious. Thank you, Evangeline.
3: You really are an irredeemable shit, Claude.
4: Oh, well, I didn't expect that with my Kedgery. Ah! Release the (laughs) clunes.
2: OK, Griff, this is the crucial scene. We have to nail this one if this is going to be the searing indictment of female sexual exploitation we dreamed of making.
4: Mm, spot on, Aiden. We're not making generic
2: misery porn here. This is important. And it all comes down to this dead girl. What's her name? She's every woman, Griff. In death, she judges us all.
3: The script says corpse. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah well, that's, that's right. About right. Uh, mm.
3: Corpse? Is that a
2: name now? Shush, Corpse! We don't need distractions. I don't know, guys. This doesn't look quite right. I think it's the way she's laying.
1: I see dead, but not tragic consequence of toxic masculinity.
2: What if we were to shift her slightly so we see more face? Good idea. Angela, could you just adjust her slightly?
3: Like so? Oi!
2: Try more the other way.
3: Oh, this...
4: Great. And extend her legs slightly?
3: Stop that!
4: Slightly more, so we can see some thigh. Get off! That's better.
2: Now we're getting to the truth about violence against women. There's still something not quite right, though. What is it? The violence is clear, but we have to see
4: sexual violence. Oh, I know. Uh, What if we twist her slightly at the pelvis, so we see her front and back? Yeah.
3: Tits and arse, you mean?
1: You know what, corpse? I'm starting to think you're not really interested in taking on the forces of male repression. Right. Angela, could you just do the...
3: <coughs> oh. oh, is this good? <coughs>
4: Perfect. But I still think we could do more to underline the insidious nature of the systematic abuse of young girls. What if we got the badge on her school blazer more and a shot? And undid the next two buttons on her blouse? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and got some lippy on her, yes. What have you got, Angela?
3: Um, oh, harlot scarlet? That glistens nicely.
4: Great, that's just the ticket. Uh-huh.
3: You're worse than they are, you know. Don't move, you'll smear it. How's that? Yeah.
4: <laughs> now that...
2: Is a sexy corpse.
4: Yeah!
2: High
1: five! I reckon any predatory pedophiles watching this are gonna be feeling pretty uncomfortable now.
0: Release the clowns! Here we are!
4: Ah, tea! Lovely! And toasted muffins, too. How delightful. Thank you, Evangeline. You
3: are without a doubt the biggest bucket of undiluted pig pus on the planet, Claude.
4: Oh, well, I didn't expect that with my muffins.
0: (laughs) Release the clowns.
5: Well, uh, thank you for inviting me to your office. Uh, I'm from the advertising agency Ads, 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 Ad, uh, and I'm here to tell you how you guys can triple your sales of soft drink with a brand new, never-before-seen campaign.
3: Well, triple it, you say?
5: At least, because what I've got to show you is so revolutionary, it's going to change the face of the soft drink industry. Well, go, go on, tell us what it is. Let me show you. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh,
3: there's uh, nothing there?
5: Yes, yeah, just a blank white page. I think you've missed something. Or have I? Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you your campaign.
3: Uh, um, I'm sorry, I don't understand.
5: Thought you might not. Well, you see, what we have here is a media first. Mm-hmm. Now, we know everyone hates advertising. Tacky slogans, pop-up ads, and most yeah. importantly, people like me who mm-hmm. pretend it's art. Well, yeah, that's true. So, I present to you the idea, no advert at all. What?
1: What do you mean there's no advert?
5: No advertising.
3: But that what? doesn't make sense.
5: Of course it does. You'll be tapping into an audience, the huge audience that hate all advertising, uh. and giving them what they want. No advertising.
3: Um, but how do they know that it's us? Yeah. Oh,
5: they'll know. Because when they see that empty blank space, they'll know that you're the company that does the no advertising. Uh. And that, my friends, is the greatest advertising money can buy. But we are buying it. Exactly.
3: that's mad. Or is
5: it genius? It's mad. Look, I'm the creative. You're paying me to smash boundaries, break labels, Mm. dress like a lumberjack that's been kicked through an 80s charity shop. I guess
3: Mm. so.
5: I'm telling you, if you actually just think about it, no advertising is the only pure form of advertising left. Wait, you you mean there's nothing to be done? Precisely. Which is exactly what we're pitching. Nothing. Uh Huh? No designs, no logos, no barcodes. (laughs)
3: But how will people buy the soda without the barcodes?
5: It's not about buying nowadays, it's about influencing. I have heard uh, a lot about that. Then we're influencing them to have nothing, and you're providing them with that nothing. uh,
3: That's illogical.
5: Or is it revolutionary? It's not advertising. Or is it?
3: Oh, this is ridiculous.
5: Look, quite simply, you're telling people who you are Mm. by not telling them who you are. And that's the final barrier for advertising, mercilessly commercialising people's creative cynicism. Oh. It's it's capitalism at its finest, and you, of all people, should love that.
3: Um, mm. Well, I suppose we could try it. Mm. I mean, yeah. can't be any worse than that Kendall Jenner Pepsi fiasco.
1: True. Yeah, very true. Mm. Um, so, how much does nothing cost
5: exactly? $20 billion. Mm, that's quite reasonable. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Release the clowns.
4: Here we are. Ah, supper. Spiffing. (coughs) Oh, filet mignon. My favourite. Thank you, Evangeline.
3: The very sight of you makes me want to rip out my own eyes with a jagged spoon. You are the stinking scum floating on the cesspool of humanity, Claude.
4: You know, it was 43 years ago and I only did it the once. Can't you just let it go? I hope
3: you get buggered to death by an elephant, Claude.
4: Ah, I'll take that as a no then. I didn't expect that with my filet
1: mignon.
0: This summer on BBC Pie.
2: Nobody be a hero and nobody gets hurt. The number one drama returns. Four masked men have held up a fruit convoy. Oh no, don't tell me. They've taken all the green citrus fruit.
0: Conspiracies are unmasked.
3: Only a copper would have known they were carrying more than just lemons.
0: Friendships are tested.
2: I'm trying to help you out. Now tell me why there's a bag full of tangy vitamin C bombs under your floorboards.
4: And trusts are betrayed. Tell me straight, son. Is that your gin and tonic?
2: No! Is it, Dave? Yes, but it's not how it looks.
0: It looks like a slice. It is! In the scurvy-busting final season of Lime of Duty... What did I tell you, son? If you want the truth, follow the limes. Coming soon, Lime of Duty.
3: Release the clowns! <gasps> and now, Mafia Nursery Rhymes with Mad Joe Santini.
1: Georgie Porgie, pudding and pie, kissed the goyles and made them cry. So we cut off his cannoli and stuffed it in his mouth, the degenerate.
2: Release the clowns, and the dirt is gone. (laughs)
4: Welcome to the first in our new series on Radio Snore, in which a panel of experts tells us about their favourite book. With us are literary critic Paul Brennan. Hello. Award-winning physicist Shauna Trussell. Hello. Poet and novelist Ronald Willis. Hello. And politician Derek Delanyard. Good evening. Shauna, if I may start with you, what is your favourite book?
3: It's a no-brainer for me. Definitely Emma. Emma.
2: Oh, <laughs> perfection.
4: Emma by Jane Austen. Yes. And why have you picked this particular book?
3: Well, I was just wandering round a second hand bookshop and my eyes were suddenly drawn to. Well, I wouldn't normally judge a book by its cover, but there was Emma staring up at me. I'd recently been through a very messy divorce and I found a sort of kindred spirit, so to speak.
4: And what is it about Austen's writing that you like?
3: I just love all of Emma. What a book! After I took her home, we ended up in bed together. I couldn't put her down. She kept me up all night. I didn't get that with my ex.
4: That's quite a response. Paul, what's your favourite?
0: I was just idly browsing Amazon. I swiped right and then I saw The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It was love at first sight. Life-changing.
4: What do you think of Stieg Larsson's other Millennium Trilogy books?
0: I haven't read them. The girl with the dragon tattoo and I are going steady.
4: What? Are you two actually saying that you're having romantic relationships with these books?
0: I'd had a few one-night stands with cheap, trashy airport novels, The Da Vinci Code, some Jeffrey Archers, but they didn't mean anything. Now I've really found the book I want to be with for the rest of my life.
3: A lot of people don't understand. I was in a restaurant just the other day and Emma was sitting opposite me. We were looking forward to a lovely candlelit meal. But we waited ages to be served because the waiter thought I was just reserving the seat.
0: We face this kind of prejudice every
4: day. This is ridiculous. Surely we can all enjoy and share some classic stories that enrich our lives. Ronald, if I can turn to you, please tell me you read more than just one book.
2: Oh yes, I definitely do that. With my partner, 1984 by George Orwell. I can't believe I'm saying this on radio snore, but we sometimes visit the local library. My goodness me. And? We swap around.
3: I might take
2: Brave New World, I, I go for dystopians, while 1984 will snuggle up on a shelf with the wind in the willows.
3: Oh my goodness.
1: Derek. I am completely monogamous with three men in a boat. And I refuse to
4: listen to rumours. You are all completely mad. Books are an art form. Mass-produced items for everyone. Look, I've got a copy of Emma right here. I can download Three Men in a Boat. How dare you! And the girl with the dragon tattoo onto my Kindle anytime I the want. Oh, yes, we've dabbled with Kindle. In fact, I'm doing it now.
0: Draggy Tats, you promised this wouldn't happen again. Homewrecker, <laughs> what,
4: what am I going to do now? Well, my autobiography has just come out in hardback. Here. Hello. You can have this copy if you like. The spine's a bit damaged, I'm afraid. Oh,
1: Perfect for a rebound relationship. Release the Clown, start. Casper Michaels, Phil Nice, Karen Morden, Alex Marion, Gemma Layton, Martin Hyder, Holly Meacher, Nick Hildred, Joe Tilly, Dan Willis and Phil Wheelands. It was written by Alex Marion, Nick Hildred, Dan Willis and Karen Morden. The social media maestro is Dan Willis and the show is produced by Nick Hildred and Alex Marion. If you're enjoying Release the Clowns, then don't be shy. Follow us at releasetheclowns.podbean.com. It only takes a second to click and it gives us greater visibility, like a high-vis jacket of comedy. Or you could always leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Every review is gratefully received and makes Alex run around the garden laughing like a toddler. Oh, bless. See you in two.